Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm Rick Scotch, your host of the Scotch Parlor podcast, where we capture lifestyles and share stories of inspiring people that bring motivation, knowledge, and entertainment to our community. Life is good. Let's get started. Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm Rick Scotch, your host of the Scotch Parlor podcast. We have a great creative and founder here today, Mr. Matthew Evans. Uh, he goes by Matt, and he is the founder of Evans Woodshop and Design. And what he does is he designs and handcrafts custom furniture and home decor pieces using mainly reclaimed wood materials. So he's done some really, really awesome pieces. For instance, one thing that I would just, the three things actually I loved was a coffee station, shadow box, a wood uh, coffee table, and a wood wine hutch, which was awesome. Awesome. And I know we briefly talked about you've been doing this about four years. Yeah. And it actually, it all came about with you just, uh, your friend, like you made something for your friend and your friend says you need to make a business out of this. Is that kind of how the, the, the fire started? Yeah, basically. All right. All yeah. right see, so, uh, I'm going to, uh, kind of let him introduce himself and just kind of, uh, you know, where you're from, where you're living, uh, where, you know, what, uh, where were you raised and go from there and just kind of give you a brief intro. And I want to first, and also thank you for being part of the Scotch Parter podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Rick, for having mm -hmm. me. Absolutely. I'm really excited to do this and like what you're doing with the Scotch Parlor is really cool. Cool. Uh, cool so cool. I'm excited to be a guest. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, like you said, so uh, my name is Matt Evans. I was born and raised in Reno, Nevada. So that's a little uh, three and a half hour drive mm -hmm. here from San Francisco. And then I went down to uh, the new school of architecture and design in San Diego. And that's where I got my bachelor's of architecture degree. Gotcha. Um, okay, so I graduated cool. there in 2013 and I've been living in San Francisco now for five years. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So how do you like San Francisco? I like it a lot. Yeah. You know, growing up just close to here, yeah. uh, we would always come over. I'm a big Giants fan. So oh, okay. Well, I, I always jokingly said as a kid, I want to live in San Francisco. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, and I even said that going to games at Candlestick and you're driving through Bayview. And I was still like, I want to live in this city. And that's so awesome. making it a reality is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've yeah. been, with, you know, with the World Series, you, you kind of, maybe you've been the, the good luck charm moving over here. Huh? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see what's happening this year. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, so no, so that's awesome. So you so you started, were born and, ra born and raised in Reno. Yeah. Correct? yeah. And then went to San Diego, which probably was an awesome time and, you know, good Definitely. times in San Diego is awesome. Definitely. And then, so as far as that, have you always been crafty with furniture per se of doing custom furniture? I, mean, I know you went to architectural school, so obviously you had that, some of that passion already. Yeah. yeah for it. Is that something that you've always kind of done or? I think so. Not even just furniture. I think I've always just been creative. Mm -hmm. uh, even as a kid, I would go into the scrap piles of wood that my dad had just laying around in the garage and would build tree forts out of them. Um, That's cool. I built, I built some small furniture pieces out of uh, firewood even and just wow. some plywood lying around. Uh -huh. So I think I've, I've always just kind of had a knack for taking an idea in my head and then just using my hands to make something tangible. That's cool. So, so yeah. Yeah, you're a true creator. I mean, yeah. that's literally, and that's the thing. That's one thing I love about, you know, speaking to people like you is, and is not only are you an entrepreneur and founder of building your own business, but you're also the creative aspect, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you sit there and something that you build today wasn't there yesterday. And I think that's freaking awesome. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So then just to kind of go into your actual business, um, went, so I know I briefly said, you know, how it kind of started about four years ago, but how did how did it start? I mean, if you want to relate that story, it's yeah. the beginning. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so it was actually, 
about seven years ago, my brother and sister-in-law, when they were getting married, I built them a uh, coffee table as a wedding present. And uh, that was out of a, an old window that I added some wood legs to and uh, like a magazine rack to it. And so I, I gifted that as their wedding present for their first home together. And then two years, fast forward, I'm, I'm actually still in school at that time. So fast forward two years, finally moving up here, uh, I get a miter saw for Christmas. Hmm. And that was, that was kind of like my big gifts just so I could start doing some uh, home improvement projects. And from that, like you had mentioned, I had a friend who needed some shelving for her mm. apartment. So mm. I thought, hey, I can, I'd love to do this. Okay. And it was a hit. She, I mean, she would get friends and family that kept asking, hey, where, you know, where'd you get those or who made those? And mm -hmm. so she would always mention my name. But at the time, they had really no way of seeing anything else uh, mm. that I had done because I didn't have any sort of online presence to, to showcase any work. I also didn't have, you know, a huge body of work at that time. Mm -hmm. But it got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm pretty passionate about this and I can start making the next step. So that's when I made uh, my Etsy shop, okay. Heaven's Wood Shop and Design, uh -huh. just to give it a, you know, more of a formal basis for people to, to go online and see you know, what I'm capable of. And from there, it's just kind of blossomed. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So that's the story. Yeah. That's, the, oh, that's awesome. So then like as far as like the material that you use, um, I know you, you try to use as much reclaimed wood as possible. Right? Mm -hmm. What where I mean, actually, you know what? Let's explain what what considered reclaimed wood is. It, I mean, it's wood that's been used for something and then you're basically reusing the wet wood for another piece of something. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. kind of what it is? Yeah, that's that's basically how I would define it. It's, it's a, a wood product that was used one way and it's either been neglected or discarded, thrown in the trash. And uh -huh. I take that and I repurpose it and give it new life in, in something like a shelf or a coffee table or. Cool, so like, like an example would be like um, like crates. Is that like as far as wood crates? Like yeah, in? yeah, sure. And actually like when I started with Reclaim Wood, the reason was kind of out of necessity. I didn't have a whole lot of money to uh -huh. front for materials. And uh -huh. so I could just go rummage on Craigslist for you know, someone posting, Hey, I just ripped up a deck and I have free wood to come, huh. come take. And it's, it's great redwood that I can sand down clean and turn it into a bench. See, that's cool. Yeah. So then if we're ever like, you know, are you a walking dead fan? I was, he was okay. Yeah. But anyway, you, a zombie, if we, we end, end up with crazy, well, you'll be able to survive and build. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot yeah. of people can do I've been, that. I've been told that before. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to latch on you. You yeah, can build a shelter. Yeah, you got the skill set. <laughs> you definitely got the skill set. That's awesome. So then as far as, where do you where are you able to create though like where's your i guess your setup where's your where do, where does all your your visions and things happen yeah it's it's truly a, a home business mm -hmm. i have uh i do all my design work on my laptop in my living room and then i'm actually fortunate enough to have uh, an outdoor space uh that's shared within our apartment building okay cool we're in like oh. a, a smaller apartment building yeah, over in soma uh -huh. and it's just a concrete pad we have neighbors, but they're cinder block walls that go all the way up. And Sweet. I'm able to just store my material down there. And I have two really large toolboxes that I put all my tools uh -huh. in. So when I'm ready to, to work, I just go out there on the weekend and I have to unload everything, you know, build what it is I'm doing for the day and then clean up and throw it all back in the toolbox and then do it again the next day. See, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And that's that's like one of the biggest things, too, is like especially in your I mean, 
a lot of the creativity to like for me photography and we'll talk about photography because i know you do yeah. really cool photography <laughs> but like that photography uh graphic design all that stuff we, we can do on a computer but you you need space yeah and you need, you need material to create and, mm-hmm. and that's cool that you have the opportunity to be able to do that yeah definitely. that's awesome and then as far as um like i know i gave some examples of the furniture that i that i saw that was really cool mm-hmm. what are did i miss out i'm sure you've done other furniture types of you know actual yeah. designs what are some of a you've done and then maybe some of what which one has been your favorite yeah it's um i mainly do they're they're smaller projects so it's you know coffee tables the wine hutch that you mentioned mm-hmm. um i've done some triangle shelves which are probably some of my bigger pieces where they're six foot by six foot and that's mm-hmm. that's another kind of shelving unit and then i do some other small projects these little mason jar organizers which okay you know my wife definitely takes credit for that because she yeah. had said hey, you need to build me one and i did and it's on Etsy <laughs> store and it's it's been a, a popular item that's cool yeah all so right it's, so it's kind of there's a wide range but it's usually if it can fit in my jeep then you can I, i'm gonna build it yeah. cool all right yeah. and then as far well so let's talk about that then the process of like so when you do meet a, a client mm-hmm. and from the beginning to the end what is the process at yeah, so usually it's either if it's a, a referral from a friend, you know, they'll get my my phone number and it's either like a text or an email and just kind of reaching out saying, hey, we have this idea for a project. Uh, would you be interested? And for me, the the biggest pleasure that I get out of all of this is, is a client coming with, hey, we have this sort of solution or this problem that we need a solution for. Uh-huh. You're a creative that can help us, you know, solve it, whether uh-huh. it's we have cardboard boxes right now as a coffee table and we want something that's really functional for the way that we live or we have nowhere to store our music player and our records. So it'd be cool if you could design something. So so they'll reach out with like a general idea. From that, we kind of exchange um, inspirational images and then uh, just kind of start locking in the uh, dimensions and mm-hmm. kind of a time frame. And then I'll get to sketching. I have a notepad that I, I always am sketching in mm-hmm. just to get some ideas out to start. And then I'll move that into the computer where I can do 3D work to start really showing how it's going to fit in the space gotcha. uh, and really hone in on the, the details of how it's actually going to be built. Gotcha. And, then, and then from that, it's sourcing the material and, and getting the, the building. And then that's the fun part yeah. of the building. <laughs> I actually, I think all of it's pretty fun. Yeah, okay. Since okay. I'm architecturally trained, going from a concept drawing it out okay. to, to the realization of it all is yeah that's also really enjoyable so i i feel lucky that i get to enjoy you know both halves to it the the conceptual design putting everything on paper but then actually building it yeah because a lot would you say in the corporate type of architecture it's, it's you're a single block of the whole process is that what you're kind of getting to where like you get to go from beginning to the end kind of yeah and yeah. you see your create yeah, yeah. See. i mean like the, the architecture firm that i'm at now we're usually we're there from the very beginning with the client mm-hmm. putting the program together and we'll see it all the way through construction but we're not physically building it okay whereas yeah, with yeah, the yeah. furniture that's the really cool aspect is you know this was this was my idea that i i worked yeah. with someone to to create mm-hmm. and now i'm physically putting it together with my own two hands so. yeah Awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that, super okay. fulfilling that way. That is that yeah, yeah, for sure. And then as far as with that, what has been your biggest challenge so far? I think my biggest challenge it's I think it's gotta be the time that okay. I have. You know, I have I have my full time architecture job. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's that's Monday through Friday. Uh-huh. Which means I'm kinda of relegated to just the weekends to actually building. You know, after the work day I'm able to go home and I can get emails out to the client figuring out 
what we're going to do for the project, but it's mm. really once Saturday, Sunday hit, that's when I got to, you know, bust it and, and get everything going. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so that, I guess that leads into my next, because my next question would be, uh, as an entrepreneur, as a creative, we're always learning, right? So we always want to be better than we were the day before. Mm-hmm. And, um, what would has been your biggest, I mean, I guess learning experience mm-hmm. that you've learned maybe, maybe even to the point of, like you said, time, managing your time and doing that but is there been anything that you've evolved because you've always done furniture type of custom making mm-hmm. but now doing it as a business has there's something else that you learned in your craft per se uh organization's a big one okay okay Dude, having a small business i i now have multiple excel spreadsheets <laughs> that can keep track of the projects and what i'm spending on materials and yeah uh, you know the tools that i'm having to buy because tax season's right around the corner yeah, so yeah, you know yeah, i think sure. that kind of realization is one where i'm like okay i gotta i have to be a little bit more organized yeah. and there's no one else that's telling me to do this so it's the self-motivation to to have a successful small business yeah and I, I can totally relate to that because I'm in the point where project management, right? So yeah. like in the sense of like where we're talking about podcast and then we're talking about photography and we're kind of going to that. And like me, I was like, oh, I'll fi- oh, I can, you know, I'll eventually get to the project management aspect of it. And then I'm like at it and I'm like, holy crap, yep. dude, I can see why now there's classes for project management. Yep. Like, it is a lot of work. And then like and you look online for software and it's like blah, blah, blah. So I'm kind of like I can organization. Yeah, I mean, totally. It, that totally like I'm a to do list type of write it down. I'm, I got that down. But now project is completely different. And yeah, so, yeah, I totally relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> so then what is your end goal or dream for the business? Is this something that you want to continue to grow or is this just a creative outlet for you what is the goal of your business uh you know i think it's i think it is both it's definitely a creative outlet Mm -hmm. but it's something that i found the passion that i have for it is i'm I'm wanting to grow this more okay Uh, i wouldn't say i necessarily have a specific milestone where mm -hmm. i say okay once i build you know xyz then cool i've made it and i can i can just coast or or from there i feel like you know, I've accomplished everything that I, I need to accomplish. So I think right now my dream is to just continue growing it and working with really awesome clients, making projects that allow me to showcase my creative abilities and just continue building things with my hands. Yeah, see, and that's, I think that, and that's like another thing of someone that does makes money. Well, money would be the secondary aspect, of it, right? If we're talking, sure, if we're yeah. talking specifically monetary end goal, but you just want to be able to create every day. In yes. Essence, you know what I mean? That's your fulfillment and, and the other end of and all stuff just comes naturally. And that, I think that's definitely cool. yeah. see, that's, that's really cool. As far as so furniture for, I guess, custom furniture makers that maybe use reclaimed wood or not, or just custom furniture. Are you inspired by any particular, I mean, particular individuals or particular companies that does really cool stuff? Do you use that for inspiration or do you? Yeah, uh, no, I, I definitely, uh, there's, there's a huge community of makers out there that I've cool. just discovered on YouTube and Instagram. There's people that are willing to, to post their passions for it and uh-huh. how they're completing projects. And I think that's, you know, I look up to all those people that are willing to put themselves out there uh-huh. and showcase how they built something because I've been able to take a lot of things that I've learned from them and apply them to projects that I do. So I, you know, I'm hoping that one day I can kind of do the same and I can maybe post more on my Instagram about how I completed a project. So if someone else is out there trying to do the same thing, they can say, oh, okay, that's that's how he, you know, accomplished that detail. I'm doing something similar. Maybe I can try it that way or just give another approach at 
accomplishing something because with design there's no one way to complete something or to to provide mm -hmm. a solution but i think you can show the way that your mind works towards that solution and uh yeah so okay and that you kind of mentioned that too you design doesn't have I mean, it doesn't, there's no right or wrong mm -hmm. in essence. It's, it's what you vision and which, so it kind of leads me into the next question as far as if you had to give advice to someone that maybe, okay, that is thinking, oh, let me do some custom furniture or just someone that wants to create, what would you, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? I think, uh, yeah, th I, that I think is probably the most important question just because I was in that same spot before I had started this. It was like, all right, I wonder, you know, what kind of advice would be great for, for me to have from someone. And so, so I would give three, three pieces of main advice. One would be if you're thinking of doing something creative or starting a small business or pursuing some sort of passion, make the leap of faith and just do it, mm -hmm. put yourself out there. And, and I think you'll be surprised at how much you actually know and the willingness for others to help and, and the community of creatives out there that are, that are willing to talk about, you know, whatever, a creative field you're in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and to that point, the second piece of advice would be start small. If you're, if you're a little worried about getting started, just build on small victories, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew so that you can kind of create a really nice foundation of success and confidence. Cause there's going to be a time where you're going to fail or, you know, something's just not going to go the way that you hoped. But I think having that, and, and that could actually be really discouraging if that's, you know, your first project or maybe only your second or something, mm -hmm. then you're starting to get those, those thoughts of doubt where you're like, well, maybe I can't do this. I have a passion for it, but maybe I don't have the skill. So I would say, you know, start with something small where you can feel really confident about it and, uh, and just kind of build from there. And then the third piece of advice would be never stop learning. Always hone your skills, continue to learn different ways of completing any kind of a, a project. Uh, there's so much information out there that I think to be complacent is just inexcusable. So just, you know, continue talking with other people that are either thinking of doing the same thing or in the same kind of creative field and uh, share your knowledge and, and you'll be surprised at how much more you can learn just by continuing that, that kind of hunger for getting better. That's awesome. Yeah, those, yeah. That, hey, there you go. There you go. There was a, that was a three great, great, great inspirational tips from, you know, someone that's out there doing it. So that's awesome. With that, what is your next move? Hmm. Next move. That's funny. So my, my wife works at LinkedIn and they have a very similar Question. phrase. They, 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 call it, they call it, what's your next play? Okay, okay, okay. Um, I think my next move, it kind of depends on a lot of things. I just got married last year. So my wife and I are talking about, you know, do we want to settle down in San Francisco or maybe further down the peninsula or maybe live a couple years in a different city that we've explored or, mm -hmm. you know, something to that effect. So I think, I think my next play or my next move would depend on what works for my family and where we're, where we're going to be at. But, you know, I think for sure, it's just continuing to build my Etsy shop and, and, just moving forward with things. Yeah, see, that's cool. I mean, this is something that you can take wherever you go. So yeah. it's not like you're 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 stationed one spot. I mean, I guess in any creative person or whatever they're whatever they're doing, I mean, they can take kind of take them with them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because the other thing too is you gotta it's family. It's family is important. Yeah, and in happiness, and because that also drives 
you know, into the passion of what you do and, and makes sh- and it ends up making your product better, right? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so got to keep the wife happy too. Yeah. <laughs> That's another. I mean, and I, so I can I can take my tools with me and and right now I don't have that established wood shop so you know that, that's true. yeah I think, okay. I think the end goal would be having more of a, a established wood shop where I, I can have my tools kind of laid out and it's a covered space with uh-huh. lights where I can do a little bit more work maybe just during the week after mm-hmm. the work day uh-huh. um, but then I can start building on the equipment that I have and and getting more right now I'm kind of limited to space so yeah. I, I kind of work in with what I have incrementally add a tool here or there but okay and then would your dream be would it be to have it in the in your like a big house with a garage or would you want to have it a separate like wood shop I think I think I would definitely want it to be in a garage I've gone back and forth with this I Uh grew up in a pretty big house Uh three-car garage Uh that we had all the space in the world and then when I went off to school and then studying architecture and just space plan I was like you know what I don't know if we need that much space <laughs> and then I get to San Francisco living here and we don't have that much space <laughs> yeah. and I'm kind of like alright I took it for granted I kind of want some of that back all right. so I think I think a monetized house with a small garage where that I could turn into a wood shop okay. you know, with the approval of my wife yeah, yeah, we yeah, keep yeah. the cars outside uh-huh, but uh-huh. something close to home because when inspiration hits, I love to be able to just like run out there and I can, that's true. you know, start that's working. True. So if it's at yeah. home, I, you can do yeah, it right you know, I think that would be ideal. That's your, that, I mean, that's your dream man cave, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> so then uh, I know you said it's on Etsy. Is that, and that's the only place where someone can get um, a whole, div- I guess, get the opportunity to put in a request for work? For yeah, you? that's, yeah. So that's usually where it starts. I have uh, with my Etsy page or the shop. You know, I kind of treat that more like a uh, portfolio, actually. Okay. It's not really a, a showcase for you to say, okay, I want that exact table. Uh, can I customize it at all? If that's your question, the answer is absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, within Etsy, you can you know, get an idea of uh, the work that I've done, kind of my my capabilities or my uh, sort of design aesthetic where, where I've taken things. And from there, let's, let's build a, a custom piece that works for you. Okay, perfect. And then we'll make sure that, I'll definitely like when I when it's like we have your podcast up there, we'll definitely link your Etsy page and everything cool. like that, all that yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. And then I also have my my Instagram, which I actually use to to showcase more of the process. Perfect. And so that's that's at uh, Evans Woodshop and Design. Cool, cool, cool. We'll definitely do that too. And then as far as uh, you know, going to the insp- inspiring growth act- aspect of things, how has life changed for you since you've actually been able to? do this i mean like you have this creative outlet how is it uh just positively or (laughs) i don't think negatively but how is it life how has it changed your life yeah uh it's definitely had a positive impact i think i I manage my time better just Mm -hmm. knowing hey if i really want to do this i have to i have to really buckle down and get things done in a Mm -hmm. timely fashion or i find that i'm i'm not as lazy and i'm not as lethargic i'm Uh always i'm always if i'm on my phone or my computer i'm usually on Pinterest or Instagram looking at other projects and just getting more inspiration yeah um, or I'm jotting down sketches and just other ideas That's cool. so I think I think with the furniture making I'm starting to see the world even at a finer detail than I do mm-hmm. with my architectural training you know okay. I go I go into a space and I'm immediately looking at clearances and the way that people are interacting with you know the way that the space was designed and mm-hmm. now with furniture I'm doing the same thing but now I'm kind of I'm looking at the tables and I'm looking at the benches and everything and how they were constructed. And I think it's giving me more of a, a critical eye to the built environment and, and just kind of everything around us. 
Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, you basically have both worlds, right? You actually have the, this managing the space, but yet now you're talking about the, the actual furniture that's yeah. in the space and yeah. see how it relates. At the architecture firm is is thinking, you know, if we if we're putting a window here, how is that going to affect huh. anything down to even the detail of like the drapes? You know, okay. an interior designer is going to want to come in and put that's all it. sorts that's of fabrics. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. if an architect doesn't design a space that's that's going to work, it ends up not selling it's, for yeah, whatever it's or gonna, not being used yeah, or for whatever. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, wow. I think functional architecture and functional furniture is is what I strive to accomplish with my designs cool cool yeah. all right there you go there you go all right so then the acronym i created is widwid it's why i do what i do right so in, in essence like what that. is your inspiration why you do what you do <laughs> i would say you know i do what i do because i am passionate about art and design and taking ideas and making tangible things out of them whether it's you know designing a space and then seeing that come to fruition or it's someone saying I need a coffee table and then I'm able to to build that for them. I think it's just the, the passion of creating having having a design solution and ultimately having that either space or building or piece of furniture made so that people can interact with it and actually use it. That's cool. All right. Uh, all right. There you go. <laughs> and then um, so I know we, okay, we kind of talked about uh, we said you furniture people that you that are in the furniture industry who you look up to or for inspiration is there anything besides just the furniture makers who you look up to as for um, idols mentors or yeah i mean i have i don't know if it's it's really anyone specific i think in terms of design it's just i look up to the people that are out there doing it okay. and that are willing to put themselves out there showcasing their talents and and also sharing that knowledge with the world and just creating beautiful things so that we can live in a beautiful world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that to me is kind of the inspiration and and those are the kinds of people that I look up to. See, that's cool. Like, see, and I think that's what's happening more and more for us. I mean, like, I understand the power of a mentor or an idol or mm-hmm. an, whoever wants to guide you. And I, at the end of the day, it is it probably takes you a lot. It could take you to the next step a lot quicker. But now with YouTube, Instagram, just there's so many resources that we can use that we almost have a vir- virtual mentor. Absolutely. Uh, like, and it's, it's crazy. Like you don't necessarily – if you want to be somebody, you don't need to meet somebody. You just need to watch a video. <laughs> I mean it's there's so much information it out there. It is. It's crazy. And it's a good time. I mean this is that's why it's, you can do anything that you want to do as yeah. long as you put the time into Absolutely. it, right? And technology is making it so that it's actually pleasing to watch or mm-hmm. to look at. I mean mm-hmm. with the way cameras are now, even myself, I can take what look like cool pictures and I'm able to process those. And I think with, with videos, the, the capabilities that people have now, they can put together what looks like – high-end production quality videos but they're also showing you how you can build a plywood table in your own house yeah and so that's the kind of stuff that's that's pretty captivating to me you know it's pleasurable to watch Mm -hmm. just on its own accord but then when you're learning something from it yeah like you said there's you can find any sort of avenue online to to go learn something and i think that's that's great and it's great because it's hitting up the big three things, right? Motivation, knowledge, mm-hmm. and entertainment. Yeah. Like, it's like those are the three things why somebody would be attracted to watch something or learn something. Exactly. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, so it is, yeah, the way technology's done that. And then, so what are some of the things that keeps your mind right and focused? Coffee? 
Absolutely. <laughs> right? Good coffee. Yeah, all right. Good all right. coffee. You, are you a coffee connoisseur? I love coffee. All right. And San Francisco makes it so easy. Yeah, I know, um, right? Phil's right. Coffee is my favorite. Okay. Shout okay. out to them. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, Phil's good. Phil's good. It also feels like they have the most caffeine, so my days are always way more productive after yeah. Phil's cup. Uh, how, many, what, how many cups are you at a day? So I used to count them in uh, actual pots of coffee when I was in school, okay. but now now I'm at about two cups a day. Okay, so it's that's just cool. one, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, right. I've toned it down, <laughs> but it's amazing what coffee can do. Right? Oh man! I love it. <laughs> so that it was there, besides the coffee. Is there anything that you do as far as just to kind of I guess keep your mind, you know, keep going? And yeah, and- I would say uh, I think being well rounded for me is the best way to to keep my mind kind of right on you know the major passions that I have. So I would say like. Just getting out there and doing some photography is really important to me. Sometimes I paint just because it's a different outlet, but also being physically active. um, I found kind of a love for running sort of recently. I mean, I ran a half marathon this time last year. And then just at the end of April, I ran my first full marathon. Wow. All right. And so I think it's, it's kind of getting into a different mentality helps train your mind uh, in a different way that you can carry over those attributes to uh-huh. whatever else it is that you're doing. So, you know, like being an, an athlete that plays multiple sports, they they find that they can be better at each sport because they can take away something from, you know, one of the others. Mm-hmm. I find that to be the same thing with creative fields. I think if you're really good at furniture making, you can still find inspiration from architectural design or photography, painting, you know, just even going to museums or just getting out there and experiencing the world, I think uh, just not necessarily narrowing in to the point where you don't want to focus on anything else. Cause I think it's good to put a lot of your time into one specific thing to be really good at it, uh-huh. but at the same time, be open to other aspects that can, that can bring positive impact to what you do. It's like an outlet on top of your creative outlet. Completely. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's got to get your head to spin a different way because it'll make you look at something exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, we, you've touched on it. Like, so let's activities and hobbies. Mm-hmm. I know because your Instagram, you have a lot of cool f- photos. Yeah. And, and I think I read one where you, you've had a lot, you've had photos already backed up, right? And you're just kind of sitting there and yeah. you're kind of like, all right, let me put these out. And you use Lightroom? Or I do. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was, for, that was fairly recent. So I used, it used to be, just with raw files and uh-huh. I would do that through Photoshop yeah. raw and then go into Photoshop. And <laughs> it, it was a little bit more cumbersome. Lightroom's made it. I mean, it took a long time actually for me to learn the program. Uh-huh. It was pretty frustrating, uh-huh. but it's clearly the industry standard. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, you can't be stubborn. Just yeah. keep fighting through this. Go online. There's a lot of tutorials. You can learn yeah, a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So once I got that down, I think that's, that's made a huge impact in yeah. just organizing the photos. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I've, I've had a little bit of extra time. So I've been going back and processing some of these old photos That's I have, cool. and, and then I just got a new lens. So it's it's kind of it's one it's kind of my current creative passion. I love prime lens. <laughs> yeah, I have the fifty and the twenty four, and I've oh, found okay. plenty of times when I'm in the, like running around the city, I'm like, oh no, the fifty's cropping off too much. Yeah, but the twenty four is creating this weird fisheye. I wish I had a thirty five. <laughs> I vividly remember texting my wife. I was like, okay, this is kind of an expensive lens. Can I please? I've been wanting it for a while. She's like, yeah, go for it. Oh my god! And man. Amazon Prime now. Yeah, right. Dude, lens is it's no joke. How expensive this hobby is. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. But it's so it's yeah. it's unbelievable. So then. uh as far as travels, where have you uh, any cool places that you that you would recommend to, uh, to experience? Yeah, I, well, actually, last year um, for my honeymoon, we went to Bali. 
oh, Indonesia, that's... which was really cool. I had never really experienced a culture like that. I've done Europe before uh-huh. twice, uh, but going to Bali, it was just, it was beautiful and so relaxing, but the culture there is still so rich that interacting with the locals and, and seeing the nature out there was, you know, I've, I've never really experienced anything like that. Um, so that was a really cool international trip. And cool. then actually just recently, my wife and I are were fairly adventurous. So we did this, uh, we went through this kind of essentially a travel agency called Pack Up and Go. And you fill out a like a, a survey, basically, mm-hmm. and you answer a bunch of questions. You pay them up front and they plan this trip for you. And the one caveat is you don't know where you're going until you get to the airport. Wow. Okay. So we were like, hey, we just want to do... It's a, it's a three day like weekend trip. Uh-huh. So we filled out the form and we're like, you know what? Let's just book it. We'll just we we picked a weekend that we said was free, and they send you an envelope. And so it was the week before that we're holding on to this envelope. Like, okay, I could open this now and I could uh-huh. be surprised, but no, 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 no. We'll, we'll hold on to it. So take an Uber to the airport. And they're like, what what terminal? We know that much. They give you a little email before and give you an idea of where you're going. Uh-huh. But it's not until you get to the airport and you open up the envelope that it says you're going to dot 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 and so we we went to denver and they have a whole itinerary planned and so going into it we just absolutely loved it the suspense of it was great and That's and cool. we're ones that you know we can kind of go with the flow so is it like is it just a weekend thing yeah so yeah it's just- i think so i don't think it does anything longer so it's it's usually like a three-day trip okay yeah. I, I, and I guess- there's there's a whole range like you can pay from anywhere from 650 a person up to five thousand. so oh. depending on how you want to have a weekend trip. Wow, well, you know, it's, it's up to you. Yeah, five thousand for a three day weekend. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, it's like that's, just Vegas. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So then, as far as any, do you, are you a reader? Do you read? A lot of, I, you probably have a lot of <laughs> have that much time on your hands. But, no, that's, but are you a, are you a reader? So I've always I've always fought with the idea of reading, and I don't know why. <laughs> I just it, I'm not a fast reader, so it always takes so long. Uh-huh. But for 2018, I I said, okay, a goal, I want to read 10 books. Okay. So I'm actually, I just finished my fourth book. Okay, cool. So I'm a little bit behind yeah, but the, the halfway uh-huh. mark. So I have, uh, I actually would need a suggestion for another book. Okay, okay. Which would be good. Okay. We could put, maybe put that in the comments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me, let me know what I should read all next. Right, so right. I'll need some help what, on that what, uh, Well, what book are you reading right now then? Uh, so what I just finished was called How to See by David Sally. And uh, he's he's an artist that the book is a bunch of essays that teach you or he, he kind of he talks about art in a way where if you understand the how and the what and the why an artist did something, it can affect the way that you actually see their artwork. So hmm. you look at it, um, you know, he showcases modern artists that have had an influence on his life that he's actually pretty close with. Um, and there's, there's a bunch of artists in there that I, I don't really know, Yeah. but the process that he talks about is really fascinating because he gives, you know, reasons why they used this size brush and why they painted fast versus slow. And you kind of get into the mindset of each artist. And so then when you go and and view that piece of art, it kind of changes the way that you see it. So what I would do before each chapter is I would see whoever the artist's name I'd go look it up and I'd go try to find, you know, one or two pieces of art 
and just look at it and have an idea. And then I would read their chapter. And at the end, I could go back and say, okay, I actually now look at this at a completely different, yeah. in a completely different way. That's cool. So, That's so it was a, actually, it was, it was a fascinating book because I have a membership over at SF MoMA. Okay. And I love going over there. Um, even just for like a couple hours, just walking around and it's another, it's another creative outlet. It's uh -huh. another way to just kind of clear my head. And, yeah. and I think this book is going to change the way that, you know, you can just go to the museum and enjoy a piece of art Wow, that is um, cool. That's or a... understand, you know, how, how to see a piece of art in front of you. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, cool. Yeah. What was the name of the book again? How to see. How to see. Okay, cool. And then the other fun question is cocktail choice. What is your drink of choice? cocktail i would say an old-fashioned all right that's an unbelievable drink yeah what's your what's your second favorite Love it. um a really good beer that's okay. actually that would be my go-to okay so, especially on the nice sunny day oh absolutely <laughs> i mean going to school in san diego kind of spoiled oh, yeah. me they're craft beers. they're kind of a mecca for craft beer so for yeah. me it's an ipa a really good ipa the hoppier the better uh-huh um, okay yeah, there you go yeah. all right the last few questions is how do you want to define your legacy I don't want to define my legacy. I think if I got to the point where I was trying to define my legacy, it would mean that I did something right. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, okay. I, I think at this point I don't, I don't find myself in that kind of category. Uh, but okay. At the end of the day, I would like people to just remember me as, as a creative that was always pursuing some sort of a creative passion. And, right. and building things. Cool. All right. And I guess that's almost the last finish the sentence. Matthew is. Uh, passionate about design and, and building things. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> you answered that question right. So then uh, I know we talked about your Instagram and as far as Etsy, how does you want to say it again? How does someone get a hold of you socially or um, and get on your Etsy? Yeah. Yeah. So the Etsy is you can do Etsy.com slash I think it's shop slash Evans Woodshop Design. Cool. Okay. And then Instagram, it's at Evans Woodshop and Design. All right. All spelled out. Perfect. And we'll make sure that's linked. And I want to thank you so much for being part of the Scotch Partner Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, keep designing, buddy. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> really appreciate it, Rick. This Absolutely. Is a blast. All right. Absolutely.